higher official put under pressure because the artist's work cannot be seen, heard, sold, or experienced. Is a strike by artists powerful enough to renegotiate the terms of labor? Whom would one negotiate with as an artist? A public or a private funding body? The Minister of Culture? A councilman? An institution like Casco? What kind of power structures do actually exist within the artistic and cultural sector that allows for a strike or makes it a meaningless gesture? One could argue that it is impossible for artists to go on strike because of the nature of the work. A ballet dancer needs to dance every day to be physically able to deliver an outstanding performance. A cellist needs to play at least three hours a day to be able to form a suite by Bach. And a visual artist needs to be able to experiment with ideas a good amount of time to be able to make an artwork. Another argument to say that it is impossible for artists to go on strike is to be found within the interdependence as well as division within the cultural field. The cultural sector is filled with freelancers, subcontractors, assistants, volunteers, interns, independent professionals having temporary jobs and what have you, wherefore there are no or very limited formal employment relationships in the first place. A third argument to be made is that within a neoliberal high-performance society, it is not possible to say no. A strike would just be seen as a, another performance, but then not paid <laughs> at all, in comparison to the often poorly paid performances within the walls of an institution. If not a strike, what kind of collective statement is needed to make us unlearn to accept our precarious working lives within the cultural field? A statement that has been made by several arts and artists organizations in the Netherlands is the development, the introduction and also the endorsement of the guideline for artist fees in to, um, yeah, the guideline for artist fees. 2019 will be the third year in which the guideline will stimulate wage for work by artists. The strength of this statement is to be found. <laughs> the strength of this statement is to be found in its collectivist background. Artists, museums, art centers, galleries, funding bodies, labor unions, lobby groups, governmental boards for culture and economy, and also the Minister of Culture have all contributed to or endorsed this guideline. After all, there was no industrial tycoon who controlled us all. We are the institutions, so let's get rid of the false dichotomy that we are fighting them. Did the guidelines solve all our problems? No, it did not. But next to the wage for artistic work, it gives us hope. It gives us hope that we have the power to control our working conditions by giving us the understanding that we can reformulate the institutions that we are. One of the issues that deserves our attention now is that the guideline has made artistic labor fit within the capitalistic understanding of waged labor, one way or another. However, capitalistic understandings of artistic labor only offer a very limited understanding of artistic labor. The civic, the social and democratic powers of artistic work don't receive the attention and value that they bring to the table. Which brings us to the next question. Now that, we have, now that we know we have the collective power to control our working conditions, do we also have the collective power to control our living conditions? <coughs> Thank you.